In this episode, Ask and You Shall Receive, that's what I should have titled it, but I didn't. Let's keep it simple because the question gets asked a lot. Let's sum this up. Let's look at the entire gray man concept. For those who worked and trained with me, I like to explain things in a series of threes because there's three points in a triangle and they're so strong they make bridges out of them and some craziness like that. There are three things. There really is. To sum it up, there are three things that are simple and easy to understand in concept, but not always easy to put into practice. But we're going to look at the three foundational steps. That's what I'm calling them. The three foundational steps to being a gray. The things you would want to change or alter or use to mitigate situations in order to be a gray man. So what are they? The three foundational steps of being a gray man. That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. You know, this is probably going to sound a whole lot like I'm not talking about the things I usually talk about, but I am. Everything I'm going to tell you is going to sound like something you do in person out in public, and I'm going to explain it that way. However, comma, it does apply to everything and every facet, including the things you do at home, the things you do online, the ways in which to approach this entire concept. You just got to figure that out for yourself. It's not an encoded message. It's just principles, three foundational steps, or maybe I should have said the three principles to being a great man. It's very simple and easy. We'll start from the bottom up being that which has the least overall impact in your success, but also is probably where you should start. And I will explain them in simple math of percentages based on my experience and training and how much I think they actually matter. First one is my favorite one, as you all know, the one thing that people only know to talk about and they don't know how to get past, and that is your appearance. So that is step one, your appearance. Remember, your appearance is probably only worth about 5% of anything when it comes to trying to be gray no matter the situation. Why is that? Because most people, as I've said before, do not, most of the time, pay attention or take even conscious application or relevancy to anything happening to them that's outside of the bubble of about 6 to 24 inches of their person anywhere, including when driving. Imagine if you haven't been there, you probably have driving with your kids and they're doing whatever and you're trying to get them to shut up or get it under control while you're operating a motor vehicle. That's fun. So your appearance, what is important about your appearance? It's actually very simple. Let's look at it this way. Your appearance should be non-threatening. If your appearance is threatening in any way, it will definitely stand out. Here's the other thing. People tend to be bothered by, upset, or threatened by that which they do not understand. And a lot of times that's subconscious. Let's look at clothing, for example. We've seen this in movies, but I'm sure you've seen it in person where, let's say, I saw this in a movie recently. Let's say you're going to church. You're going to church, it's some form of a Protestant church. People tend to dress and act a certain way, and somebody brings in their grandson or granddaughter or cousin from out of town that's dressed like a goth superhero warrior that stands out definitely does not match the environment here's the thing it appears threatening now you could say it appears threatening because of the makeup or the fact that it's mostly black and dark and all those things but it doesn't fit it's threatening to the norm it's threatening to the comfortability people have in that situation that's why it's a threat Threats are not always about the images or the statements or the offenses that we have or want to make up about what's written on a t-shirt. It has to do with change. What would look like change 
that's definitely not what you want to do. Don't look like change. It's very minimal with the exception of people that really want to take notice or think they have some sort of say or effect. You know, you go to church like that, a lot of people aren't even going to care. There's somebody somewhere, probably a handful of them that are going to care. They're going to talk. They're going to keep looking and they're going to make that person feel uncomfortable. Those are the people whose importance in that situation has less value than anybody else. Because one, there's the extreme lack of respect. Two, there's the fact they're trying to control that situation and think they have a say and they get to determine what's right, wrong, or indifferent when church, the reason I pick church, is one of the places you're supposed to be accepted no matter who you are at any time. Most of the world is not like that. No matter where you go, some places even have codes for how you dress and appear, which actually can be to your benefit being a gray man. The thing is, just remember, 6 to 24 inches, most people don't care. Understand different ways things can be a threat in any culture environment. Don't be threatening. Don't create or introduce change to a situation based on your appearance. Something that is different is bad when you're trying to be gray. I've used the camouflage analogy, and I think perhaps... I have supported things in that idea. I did not want to support or created ideas with people I should not have created, only because of things that I have seen recently, comments that I've heard. So let's get rid of the camouflage idea, and let's make this simpler when it comes to our appearance. Camouflage, in most people's minds, even the ones I explain it to, still reduce down to the idea that you are hidden. You are hidden because nobody knows you're a bush, and they think of it that way. Think of it this way. Here's a better way. The gray man is always there. They are always present. They can be seen. They just go unnoticed because they're in the background of the larger group or entity. And other people stand out or do things that bring them to the forefront of somebody's memory or attention or consciousness at that time. The gray man's always there. They're not a soldier camouflaged in a ghillie suit in the bush and saying, oh, they're always there. No, they're standing there. You're using a soldier analogy in formation. They are present, but they go unnoticed. That's the real difference, and I probably should have explained that better with camouflage. So remember, it's probably the easiest thing to change or the simplest for most people most of the time. It's the easiest thing to culture-wise and research-wise to try to figure out what people are doing. You have to look into that. But it also has the most minimal impact. But while it has the most minimal impact, it is your introduction When you go somewhere and somebody sees you or you're on an internet, whatever you're doing, and somebody sees you, that's essentially your first impression is what they physically see. And that's where you screw the whole thing up. It's only good for a few seconds most of the time, rarely more than a minute. But the thing is done wrong, it screws up everything you're doing. That's why it's so important, but doesn't matter that much. As I say, it's, it gets you through the door, but that's all it does. After that, we go on to the other principles or foundational steps. I should go with principles. That's easier. But that's to understand the importance of it, but realize that it's much simpler. You have to remember, too, why are you doing this? Why does it matter? You want to be a gray man all the time? Pretend like you're a spy, live in the world of espionage? I got to tell you, it sucks, especially if you're not doing stuff outside of work like having a family. That's why the only people who really do it live deep undercover And it can cause a lot of issues in your life. Can, doesn't mean it always will. Probably won't most of the time, but it can. You have to decide when and where you want to employ this that matters to you for whatever reason that you want. There are general things you can do to carry through most of your day, most of the time for what you're doing. But sometimes it's just not going to work. 
you know, if you work in a company and you all sit in a desk, but there's only eight of you, probably not going to go unnoticed. There's a hundred native you sitting in cubicles in the first floor, all crammed in together. You could go unnoticed. Or you're one of those hundred native wants to go unnoticed, but you know what? You're the vice president. Probably not going to happen. So you got to balance the reality of the situation of who you are in these situations and environments. What level of reality actually will apply to you trying to go unnoticed based on how you appear and not draw attention to yourself so you can move on to these other principles that actually are what make you a gray man and not stand out. Because very few people in this life go through their day doing absolutely nothing but being seen. I mean, maybe the guy flipping the mattress sign in the corner, but even then he applies some of these other principles. So it's the starting point that gets you through the door. Good for about 5% of getting through this. It's important as his first step, but after that, it means pretty much nothing. The next step, I'm going to say probably has about 20% of value, maybe 25 if you want to push it. Reason why is, although it's something we exhibit no matter what we're doing, we have to factor in that the way I describe this, I look at your entire day. You take out the normal, comfortable things of being at home or work or places where this doesn't matter too much most of the time compared to other places you plan for it and other ways you interact with people. It is a little bit bigger than your appearance and can be used as a form of camouflage when you're doing something, but that's really only in the professional world. But it's something that we try to pay more attention to, and it's the bulk, the bulk of what I talk about on here, and that is behavior. Your behavior is so important. Think about everything I've talked about. Behavior, body language, detecting deception, that's all behaviors. The ways we interact with people, I always talk about being at a restaurant or interacting with a waitress or being at the checkout line and the ways in which we speak to people and how we assess that situation, how we choose to interact with them in order to not stand out or how to get away or back away out of the situation to not be drawn in with that person making a scene because we don't want to do that. Or going around a grocery store and doing a perimeter check to see where everything is that nobody really notices you're doing because you want to know where all the exits are. That's part of your behavior, but doesn't stand out. And there's little things about our behavior, too. You know, in movies, they always show people in the produce section. It always seems like they know how to check vegetables or they're trying to check vegetables. I rarely see that. I mean, I think, looking back every time I go to the produce section, sometimes I pay attention to people just to see what they're doing. I think I get a little more handsy with the vegetables than most people. Most of them, I think, just look at them and see what they look like and take them. But your behavior is huge and it determines exactly who you are and it's the biggest factor in what I say about you need to look like you're supposed to be there. So when I talk about conforming to your environment, looking like you're supposed to be there, blending in, blending in has zero to do with your appearance because remember that's a small portion of it. It is your behavior. Your behavior can defeat your appearance, meaning your appearance could be wrong. It could be fucked up. It could be threatening. It could stand out. It could do a lot of things. But with your behavior and interaction with people, you can defeat that really quick. It is possible, whether you intend to do it or not, you can defeat it in order to get them to look you in the face, engage with you, pay attention to who you are and not what you look like. Another reason why appearance is important, but has very little to do with the subject and why it's so widely misunderstood what this entire gray man concept is about or Gray man theory for those who call it that. Your behavior. That is most of what I talk about because I try to get people to that step. Most of appearance you can figure out on your own. It doesn't take much effort. 
thing about appearances, you got to remember, sometimes people dress in order to be seen. I mean, obviously, look at the red carpet. That's a given. How about two people going on a date or having a special evening with a significant other or going to the beach or whatever? Always appears like the woman thinks more about how they appear. Should use a better word there. Sometimes guys do it too. Maybe not as much, or we say it not as much, but we do. A lot of times we think more practical application, practical use of the clothing we're wearing, whereas it seems like women a lot of times think about their appearance and the situation they're going to be in. Thing is, they're thinking about it. So there are times when what we're doing, we're not thinking so much about being great. And that's normal to life. That is fine. You're applying it to where it needs to be applied for your own security and safety. Whereas other times you want to have that good time and you want to use your situational awareness skills and surveillance skills and body language skills to look for all those bad things and ignoring your appearance and whether or not you stand out in that situation because you want to have a good time with the wife. That's okay to do. Don't think you have to do it all the time. It's stressful. It's hard. It's not going to work out. Probably trying to do it all the time is one thing that's going to be wrong behavior that's going to make you stand out. So you're blending in. That's a behavior thing. That's not an appearance thing. Interactions with people. That's a behavior thing. Body language, detecting deception, surveillance, counter surveillance. All these things I talk about, those are behavior aspects. Those are what people really see. Whether they're talking to you or not, they notice how you look, but then what they focus on is what you're doing. People see somebody walk by in the periphery and they look over. Something about them stood out. Might not have anything to do with that individual. It could just be that they didn't realize subconsciously while they're sitting on a bench reading a book or looking at their phone that a whole bunch of things that just went by, whether people or boats or cars, wherever they're at, had to follow a certain spectral color scheme that their eyes picked up. And this guy over here that happens to be used wearing khaki pants that are completely appropriate and normal and shouldn't stand out. But for that one person, they did because they just saw a lot of red. Normal. So sometimes that's just going to happen. And that's how a lot of situations are. And then they're like, yep, khaki, probably don't even put the words together in their head. And then if they choose to continue watching, it's because of your behavior. You're walking. They see you walking. They look where you're going. Maybe they just need a mental break from their phone and think, hey, I wonder what that guy's doing today. And then they carry on again few seconds it's all your parents matters and almost immediately goes into your behavior what are you doing where are you going how are you acting so in the same way your behavior can defeat a failure as we may call it in appearance your appearance could be perfect and your behavior could totally screw it up think about those movies i don't i always use movies because people are so familiar with them and it gives them a visual image and i've decided to the reason i've been doing that a lot in the last few months is i'm trying to get away from trying to use situations I've used might sound like entertaining stories or ideas I can create and things people can associate with. In movies, there's always a fancy party or a pool party or a dinner. And there's a person that doesn't fit in that environment that's not supposed to be there, looks perfect, has the great dress, has the suit or the outfit, and they grab the food and they spill the food or they stumble and trip on the floor or they say something silly or stupid or inappropriate. to the. There's always something like that in a gathering in a movie. That's what I'm talking about where your behavior fails your success in appearance and then there are times where you see the exact opposite where their behavior succeeds where their appearance fails but your behavior is more noticeable and draws more attention to you than your appearance will over time appearance good for a few seconds if it's real crazy could it last for a minute sure but it's going to move on to other groups of people that just identified you your behavior is what's going to continue to carry you through that so your behavior while it's a huge portion of your time in interacting with people, the reason I say it's about 20% of the time is for two parts. One, 
most of us do not interact with people outside of a very consistent work or social circle that often. Those of us that do don't realize what our normal behaviors are. And most of the behaviors and stuff we have, just like body language, are subconscious. You don't consciously think about the fact that you're breathing or you're blinking or you're taking a step or whether or not you have to sneeze. And I bet some of you sneezed or cleared your throat just because I said it. Our brain doesn't consciously think through that. There's so many things about your behavior that are normal to you, which is why the reason I say behaviors probably only about 20, 25%. There's only so much you can pay attention to and there's only so much you can prepare for and only so much you can put into practice to make sense for where you're supposed to be. There's all kinds of things people pick up on you consciously and subconsciously that your normal actual behavior. You got to try to figure those out for the situations that they matter. You can learn all about etiquette and protocol and go to a big dinner with lots of plates and all the silverware and all the crazy stuff that everybody seems to think billionaires have every night at their house. You can get through that because you can learn that like it's a skill. That doesn't mean you're going to behave like that all the time. And anybody who's normal to that environment, used to it, sees it all the time or comfortable with it, even if you're really good and really Robert Hurst, they can sometimes tell, and even consciously, exactly why this is new to you. So that's why I rate behavior definitely much higher than appearance, but I rate it so low. And the other reason I rate it so low is because the third principle, the third foundational step is so important, and it's the one thing that matters more than anything. It's the one thing that in the right situation can defeat the other two if you fail at both, and that is your mental state, your mindset your sense of resiliency, how well you can handle situations. It's great to have skills for conversation. It really is. But if your mental state cannot be managed or you're in a place where you get emotional, you get upset, you get flustered, that can throw your whole game off. That's what it can do. Some of the stuff I've watched and researched have to do with relationships and dating and players and all this stuff, how to pick these people up, how to just be nicer, you know, how to meet people, all those different facets of things. One of the things I always talk about women liking men, but men liking women too, is confidence. The thing is a lot of that stuff they talk about when I see it, what they read or think is confidence, whether or not it's actually confidence, and most of the time it's actually not, it's just their mindset. Mindset isn't about just exuding something or learning to behave a certain way. It actually is who you become. It's where your focus is and you're thinking bigger picture. Like in the espionage world, it's here's my mission. That's what's important. All these other distractions are things that I manage along the way. And if they don't go in my favor, then I work my way around them and I make this happen. So your mindset is something that is 100% of the time. Is it Going to be 100% of the time? No, but your goal is to make that 100% of the time. It has the most importance by far. It helps you use things like discernment and knowledge to understand whether or not what you're seeing when you're doing surveillance matters or this thing that I know to be tends to be a threat or appears threatening. Is it really a threat? Are these things that I'm seeing in these behaviors and this person through body language and detecting deception I take my mindset and I don't get caught up in the fact whether or not I think they're lying to me. I use it to Take my knowledge and skill and decide, number one, what's really happening? Does it matter what's going on behind this? And a whole slew of other things that I've talked about. Your mindset gets you through it. Your mindset is what helps you react safely, calmly, more professionally, or whatever word really needs to apply in those extreme situations, dangerous situations, situations where adrenaline is pumping. A good mindset can help you manage your own body, 
when adrenaline kicks in, in a serious situation, but to continue to use whatever skills or knowledge you have to navigate that, like you come up on a car wreck, a couple of people are dead, there's bodies on the road, you've never seen it before, but the right mindset can help you manage a new situation, remain calm, react appropriately, make those phone calls, provide care if you know how to do it and have the materials in an extreme situation because of where your head's at. And that's the hardest thing people have to learn how to manage is where's your head? Where's your head? Are you in the game? Statements like that are about mindset. Focused. Get in the game. Focus on the mission. What's your mindset? Knowledge is power. Mindset is the biggest thing. The thing is, with the right mindset and some management and use of skills, even if all you ever knew was what I taught on this podcast and you thought you were maybe halfway good at it 10% of the time, you could defeat that misstep on appearance and the way your behavior stands out to other people based on your mindset, how you handle yourself and how you learn as you go and how it will look like you're exuding confidence and probably are. But when it's mindset, confidence is more of application to a situation or a conscious effort, whereas mindset's just who you are. So mindset is the biggest thing. You're trying to take whatever you want to do when you're interacting with people and knock that appearance important down. You want to plan for it, make it happen, see if it works, it does or it doesn't. Don't worry about it, blow it off, it doesn't last long. Put its importance way down there. Start focusing more on your behaviors and the behaviors of others and how you can adapt to those situations. And when you start feeling it and you start getting more of the skills and the confidence and the knowledge, you want to start putting this into more practice, then you'll all of a sudden realize you're starting to pick up the mindset. Or maybe your mindset is what drives you and focuses you and you don't get distracted. You might already be there, but realize that your goal is to have that mindset all the time so that you can react when needed and you can relax when reaction is not needed. So that's the difference. Hopefully, hopefully that helps some of you break this down to understand what the gray man concept really is. Appearance, behavior, and mindset. If you like this episode, don't forget to give us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using, and make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're at, and don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.